Welcome, 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 everybody. Here we are again on the 14th episode of the RVC and Me podcast. Or uh, we don't have Claudia or Nikki here, but they informed me that the correct uh, name for it in Spanish is Catorce. So oh, look at you. I'm You're fancy. like looking at me. I'm like, please don't put that on me because I don't remember. <laughs> like, look it, I'm fancy. Um, but also, we are just keeping this string going we've got another uh guest with us today um so we've done amanda zika from the game starts there we've had our peer mentors and today we've got one of our academic advisors would you like to introduce yourself hello yes my name is cornell bondurant as joe said i am one of the academic advisors here at rbc as well as the advisor to the black student union on campus Woo! Awesome. Yeah, just thank you so much for joining me and Casey today. We really appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I was I was getting worried, man. It kind of took a while. I'm like, oh, at some point, you got to have me on. Cornell has been been working from home, but sending me not just emails, but actively sending me handwritten letters requesting to be on the podcast. And I'm pretty this, sure this the last I'm pretty sure the last one had like a few smeared letters from teardrops, uh, if I recall correctly. Um, I'm so- I'm sure it did. I remember <laughs> circling one of those teardrops. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we've uh, we've we've remedied it now. We're we're happy to have you here. But uh, Cornell, we're going to turn Much it over to you real quick. Uh, so, how about you tell us your story? Like, how did you come to be at RVC? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I really came to be at RVC because um, I always wanted to um, do something within higher education. So so growing up, education and just schooling in general was something really big to me. And it was one of those things that as a kid, kind of kind of growing up a, a little bit tough education and how well I did in school was one of the things that I was able to control. So always wanted to try and get back to uh, some type of education, but do something a little bit different than the traditional teaching, um, kind of fell into social work and um, social work kind of led me back into higher, higher education. And of course, as a former student of RBC, it's a place that I was already familiar with, um, knew some of the people who were, who were still working at RBC when I was a student there. Uh, so it was a definitely easy transition for me. What did you, um, well, where did you go to college and what did you, what did you study? So I got my bachelor's and my master's uh, both in social work. Uh, I attended Western Illinois University for my bachelor's and uh, U of I in Chicago for my master's program. Awesome. So how you said that social work kind of made you fall into um, or helped you get into higher ed. Um, Did you start working in social work and then decide to make the switch or how did how did that happen? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of fell into it um, just because it was something that was always interesting to me. But I did start off in social services, um, had a real interest in working with marginalized populations with the emphasis on those re- returning from prison. Oh, um, so wow. a lot of my early, uh, a lot of my early employment was uh, I was a probation officer for a while. Um and then following that, I got into uh, social services with, like, the foster care system. Okay, so if I've you done... could see me and Joe's face right now when <laughs> you just said that, we were both just shocked. That you were a probation officer. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> I was, man. I was I was, I was, was the one going to court with my clients and 
And, you know, I, I wasn't taken serious at times until somebody caused some extra trouble and then they kind of had to take me serious. <laughs> so, I don't know why I pictured but, you, but like, yeah. in a police uniform with, like, one of those little sticks. <laughs> yeah, like just... a nightstick, just, like, walking up and down, like, the little corridors oh, of... No. I don't know why that's what, <laughs> that was what I thought of, but... Okay. <laughs> I can see you in court. Yeah. I can see you helping people in yeah. court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would have been I would have uh, been 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 talked about a lot more if I tried to uh, be a correctional officer. That definitely wouldn't have worked. Yeah, I guess I, that's, <laughs> that's what I was that's thinking. Initially of. What came, I was like, correct. Oh wait, probation, probation, okay. different, okay. different. <laughs> I need to have a vocab test or something. Oh. Oh well, we are glad yeah. that you're now at Rock Valley. Um, I know firsthand that you do a lot with students and with your STU and Hunter class advising, um, but you also talked about the Black Student Union and how you're an advisor. Um, so could you explain kind of what the Black Student Union is um, and kind of what your role is as an advisor? Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, Black Student Union is, is, of course, a student club on, on campus, and our, our overall mission is to cater to um, our black and African American students. We just want to kind of give them a place with an educational system that feels supported um, because for a great deal of students, especially coming from the Rockford area, may have not had that exposure to higher education, um, su such as myself. I grew up in a single parent household where um, none of my parents went to college. Um, my mom didn't go to college. My dad didn't go to college closest person to me that that I knew that went to college was was my uncle who had moved to uh had moved to Michigan mm -hmm. so getting out here kind of finding all this information out on my own um was a very daunting task and also being a first generation college student we just wanted to make sure as, as an organization that uh we're catering to our black students to make sure that they have everything that they need so that, that, that may just be a breakdown of what academic advising is, what financial aid is, how to apply for, how to find scholarships, um, and then also preparing them possibly for um, a transition to schools that they may not see a lot of people who look like them. So uh, I went to a predominantly white institution myself, so you, you don't necessarily see a lot of black and minority students. And we want to also prepare them for that transition because um, depending on the side of town of Rockford that you grew up on, it, it may seem like almost a culture shock. Uh, right. So we just want to make sure that, that they're prepared for those transitions as well. Yeah. So um, you mentioned that you were like a first-generation student, um, and being a first-generation student, you didn't really have the support um, of someone of like your parents going to college before you. Um, so being that advisor, rather that be an academic advisor or the advisor for BSU, um, what does that mean to you? It means a lot because it's, it's one of those firsthand experience type, type of things. And, and my mom always taught me the best teacher is experience. Um, and having someone like myself and like some of the other um, people that, 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 that we've had the opportunity to network with, it gives the student an opportunity to see where someone may come from, even if they came from the same types of situations and background and lifestyle, that they can be successful, they can achieve, they can succeed in higher education and even beyond that. So yes. it, it, it needs a great deal. And, and, 
So Sorry, keep I, going. I definitely enjoy it. I definitely just, oh, I got scared for, for a second. Like, oh, my God, what just happened? Um, no, we but, were just clapping for yeah. you. <laughs> um, yeah. It's near and dear to me. So that's amazing. And, and kind of like going, uh, I, you kind of answered that as well, too. What, like, ultimately motivated you to become an, the advisor for BSU? Uh, it sounds like it was a lot of just well, very personal to you as well. Well, it was mainly uh, I was active when I was at Western Illinois. Um, I was active in their, well, there they called it BSA. It was a Black Student Association. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was active with that organization as their scholastic chair. So, um, <clears throat> but once I uh, came on to RBC, it was mainly Levina. <laughs> she was the <laughs> one kind of kind of pushing for, for me to join, kind of pushing for me to uh, help out. So at first I started out under Elaine Shannon as, as just her co-chair and um, kind of followed suit with what she was doing as well as what Lavina was doing at that time. And then eventually I took over as, as, as a lead advisor. Do you have any co-advisors now or is it, are you just running the show? Uh, currently it is just me. Wow, so, look well, at you. I, I I would lump Lavinus in there definitely because me and her uh, coordinate and talk a lot about some of the uh, programming that we want to do and kind of the direction that we want to see it go ultimately. Uh, so I, I, I definitely can't leave Lavinus out. Yeah, she's always very, very helpful with getting students involved and all of that. Oh, yeah. So, so with it being uh, Black History Month, um, I know that you guys have organized a ton of great events. Um, do you want to talk about those? Absolutely. So uh, we are doing several events, of course, just during the pandemic. Everything is going to be virtual. So there's nothing that we're going to be doing in person. And there's nothing that, that, you know, no one has to travel to campus for. Um, But every week for the month of uh, Black History Month, one of the things that that we'll be doing is showing uh, social justice movies. So for for example, we started off the, the month with a uh, the documentary about Ida B. Wells. Um, previously, uh, well, actually, was just today, earlier this afternoon, we did a um, uh, another movie called Stand on My Sister's Shoulders. The next movie that will be shown next week is a it's called A Place of Rage, and it's a documentary about um, African American women and their um, and their impact that they've had on communities and on the nation. Uh, so that's that's one piece of it. Just is every week is going to be uh, a different movie or a different di- a different documentary. Uh, there's also going to be various events too. For example, the uh, past week I did a investment 101 presentation and kind of talked about the historical aspects of uh, Black Wall Street and just gave an overall view of what it w- what it means to be an investor today, things to look out for, and stuff like that. Um, next week, uh, we will be doing a a um, presentation called "The Plight of Black Youth in Foster Care." So essentially, we will be dis- we'll be talking to the program director of Winnebago County Castle, and we'll also be talking to a current um, foster child who who is on the verge of aging out. He's currently a college student out in Florida, uh, but he was currently under the care here in Rockford. Um, under the foster care system of DCFS. So 
uh, we'll have him on the line. And tomorrow, we'll be actually doing a Black mentorship and, and community giving presentation. So we'll have a few people on in the community who have done uh, philanthropic type of events and initiatives and things like that. And we'll be discussing the importance of continuing to give back to your communities. Let's see, what else do we have? So many things. Yeah, yeah you guys have a lot going on. <laughs> this is awesome. If, it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. Uh, if for yeah. like when this when this podcast goes up, uh, technically it'll be you know, this coming Monday, so we'll be like two weeks into mm-hmm. Black History Month. Um, are the events you've done so far like available as like recorded <laughs> versions that students could go back and access? So the um, the movies are not mm-hmm. um, because they were. I, I do not believe those were. Uh, recorded okay but the investment thing a presentation i did last last week that was shown um through zoom but it was also facebook live okay oh, so you're able awesome. to go to the rvc page um to the rvc facebook page you might have to scroll down a little bit now uh, but you'll be able to find find that uh same with the presentation for tomorrow as well as the um presentation for next week we will be uh doing doing all those through facebook live as well perfect um and then just to round out the the towards the end end of the month we have a paint party which is kind of like our version of a paint and sip uh that is going to be done virtually as well oh that sounds fun what are you painting uh you know i think lavinus has has a has a might have some templates uh or or to get some themes going but it's of course, they're going to be themed around Black History Month. Yeah. Uh, but we're kind of keeping those little hush-hush. So I'll uh, be on the lookout. Nobody the upper hand and start planning. My interest <laughs> is peaked. And then, <laughs> and then at the end of the month, we'll also be doing a, a Black History Month leadership panel. So that'll be with some of the uh, leaders within the community, uh, kind of giving their rise to um, uh, their success as well as everything that they're doing currently. Awesome. Wow. Just, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Like just hearing like all the, how much you guys are putting into this as well. And like how much you put in in the past and we know your passion for it too. And it, it really comes through on this too. So that's, that's fantastic. And with all those events that you you're doing so far and that you've done the past, what, what's been your favorite, uh, like even BSU, pre COVID yeah, favorite like BSU event you've ever done. I think it definitely has to be last year. Um, right before everything kind of shut down um they started limiting numbers within like stores and things like that we planned a um hbcu college tour where we took 10 students down to uh down to tennessee and we went to um tennessee state um we went to oh i'm drawing a complete blank right now um yeah, I'm completely blank. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but we went to roughly five schools, and then we also went to some of the historical um, museums. So we went to Sac Soul Museum and saw, like, the history of, of um, Black music and the progression of that. We also went to the Civil Rights Museum, and we saw and stood exactly where Martin Luther King was shot and wow. also where, wow. where, where the uh, person who assassinated him took, took the shot. So That's nuts. That that. that that definitely has to be one of my uh, favorite events because it got us to not only get off campus, travel a little bit, but we also got to see some of the historical aspects that that most people don't get to see. So some of the HBCUs, 
um, as well as some of those historical museums. That's yeah. I when we were coming up with this question, um, the event I thought of that BSU does um, is when you guys would rent out the game room in the student center, and you guys always have the speakers, and everybody is like just having the best time. There's always pizza in there, and I'm always like in my office, yeah. just like bumping out, and I'm like, ooh, this is great. Like there's just so much energy. Everybody is just having such a great time, and even if you're not like actively involved or if you're not involved with BSU everybody just makes you feel so good when you walk in the student center so I cannot (laughs) wait until you guys are back and we can be safe and we can just jam in the club room and I might just come in there even though I don't need to be in there and just move around a little bit (laughs) and then go back to my office because I can't help but dance absolutely I can't I can't absolutely absolutely yeah the energy is so infectious every time there's an event going on Yeah, and we're looking forward to, to being back on campus and being able to do those things and kind of engaging with students again because it was some fun times and just being able to uh, show that, that, that we, you know, BSU, it's, it's not every meeting is not a board meeting. Mm-hmm. So we would definitely have those set aside for just uh, networking, meeting up with people, and then we'd have, you know, later on a more serious meeting where we got the actual business done. So Every meeting isn't a party? Kind of disappointed. Yeah, is not. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. You're telling me some of these get down to business and make real change happen. Man, unfortunately, someone's got to do the hard stuff. I I guess. (laughs) All I'm saying is, next time if you're planning something and you're looking for help, don't ask us. Understandable. Understandable. (laughs) You are like you are one of the first people I met at Rock Valley when I had started that weren't in our admissions team and I remember Mm -hmm. they were like oh Cornell just came from this department he just moved up to academic advising like he's a great resource for you and I was like oh okay okay and you come in you're like I'm Cornell if you need any help do not ask me and I was like oh (laughs) and you just like walked away and I was just like baffled and I was like this is the guy that everybody told me would be so great and it was just so funny because knowing you and like how passionate you are about academic advising and student 100 and just helping students in general like that was just totally opposite of my first impression of you and every time I see you I just think about that and just kind of like giggle to myself we we told Nikki about that this morning our newest uh recruiter on the team too because we're like yeah when you get to meet Cornell just just be ready this this is how he introduced himself to us and it's it's seriously yeah it's such a good like memory because like Casey said too it's <laughs> it's such a great intro and but when it comes to actually helping students and stuff too you are always always there in it like put all of your like heart into it too it really comes through every time well thank you I, yeah. I appreciate it and, and let me just reiterate if you guys need anything anything at all please ask somebody else. Absolutely. <laughs> of course, of course. Anytime. <laughs> so if a student listening wants to get involved um, with BSU, how would they go about doing that? Uh, so the easiest way, honestly, just with the current school climate, um, it'd be just to shoot me an email okay. um, or, or or possibly reach out to, to Lavinus as well. Cause I, I know she's kind of uh, working half and half where, where she's in, in the office as of right now I'm working strictly from home um, so best way to reach reach me is more than likely through email I'm happy to give any student or just anyone who's interested information about our club kind of what we're doing and what we're thinking 
and uh, we, we and we can connect in there. Cool. I will make yeah. sure to put your guys's uh, both your emails in the description for this episode then too. Perfect. So, so we're gonna move um, a little more less uh, topic heavy um, as we get close to the okay. end here. Um, so with COVID, a lot of people might be experiencing more stress um, than they used to. How do you de-stress? Or are you oh, just wow. cool as just, a cucumber? Uh, or and you're just, just always stressed. <laughs> or never stressed. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think I'm, it, it's, it's kind of hard right now just, just because I'm, I'm, I work from home. Um, and we don't always have child care. So my, mm-hmm. so my son is home and he's two. And uh, my daughter's a fourth grader, and she and, 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 and she's ten. So chasing him around when I don't have extra help here at home, because my wife is working or my daughter's at school, I'm on the phone trying to you know do stamp assignments, and then he's throwing something down the stairs. So, um, so you're stressed <laughs> all the time. Goes up and down all the time. I um, thought you were gonna say you de-stress but, by playing with the dog because I know you love, love the, the dog. dog. Oh, oh no, that is my wife's dog. <laughs> and, and, and if anybody wants to buy a black market dog, please let me know, and maybe we, we can work something out. I will include um, a. Uh, we'll also too. We'll include pictures in the description. Um, and yeah, like I said, when you're emailing Cornell, just make sure you know, yeah also email get, Cornell to get involved on campus and then to get the dog. Yep. That will help him Absolutely. de-stress. Curbside pickup for this dog. Yeah. There we go. He there might even go. pay but you I to do take play it. a lot of video games. Oh, you See, a video I, game? I, I appreciate that. Yep. I do play video games. So so I, I know I've talked to Joe uh, a couple times just within like the last month or so, I think, um, just about video games and and. And things to my try out and, and you know, accessories I, I can get. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a gamer. That's a good way to de-stress. That's, Do you absolutely. yell at the council while you're playing? Like absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Um, I I try to wait till my kids are in bed and sleep. Because, and then wake um, them yeah. up while what I'm yelling. And, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, I just based on what I'm playing, I try to keep the expletives to a minimum. So See, when, when Nina hears me get, like, a little ragey at times. She's like, just, just stop. Or like, why are you putting, it was like, no, 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 no. I, I'm having a good time. You don't understand. That's exactly <laughs> how I am when I'm using my little cricket crafter. Cornell, I don't know if you know what a cricket is, but it like, it does everything. But I'll be trying to like make like a t-shirt or something on it. And I'll be like sweating and I'll be mad and I'll be like swearing at it and like kind of like kicking the table. And Adam's like, I don't know why you do this. Like you have an awful time. And I'm always like, oh, I'm enjoying it. Like <laughs> this is what I look forward to. But it, <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's like a certain joy that is hard to explain that just transcends the rage, or maybe it's just a cathartic rage. Where you're like, yeah, yeah! <laughs> letting it all yeah. out. Exactly. Our, so our question of the week um, was actually made by Nikki. So we're kind of excited for this one. So it's a would you rather? So would you okay. rather breathe like Darth Vader, or talk like yoda oh man that that's tough because i well, when it comes to star wars i'm a huge uh dark side fan mm-hmm. oh. um but i but i already have asthma so me breathing <laughs> like darth vader probably wouldn't help uh so i would have to go with yoda it ain't easy being wheezy <laughs> 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 oh, see, we were having this conversation too, and I was like, I, I kind of have the same thing. I'm like, oh man, I like if I ever have like 
Like sometimes if I have my, my retainer in at night and I'm like, oh, it feels a little weird to breathe. I'm like, oh, I'm having a panic. Like, so I take that out. So I don't know if I'd want to have the the asthma breathing like Vader. And I, I also think I'd go like talking like Yoda because talking backwards like that, people have to listen. You have to really pay attention. They on have it. See, I wouldn't. I feel like you're really annoying. I'm <laughs> listening to what you have to say. Oh, no, you're not Diane. <laughs> So I've never seen these movies, and I had no idea what either of them were. So when we came up with the question, I YouTubed, like, Darth Vader breathing, and it was, like, 10 hours of breathing. And I was like, okay, I got it within, like, the first five seconds. <laughs> and then I looked up the Yoda one, but I thought Yoda was... Chewbacca. Did... She's like, is he the one that goes, ah! I'm like, ah! <laughs> everyone's like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> But after I have completed my in-depth research, I would rather breathe like Darth Vader. Yeah, because you. Well, and what was your reasoning? Okay. Too? Your reasoning behind it, I think, really sold it. I think because I'm like small and blonde and just a woman, I'm not intimidating ever. And if I like walked into a room and I was just like, <sighs> people would listen to me more. <laughs> just walk up behind everybody <laughs> and just like, it's Casey. <laughs> 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 or like calling students like maybe they'd call me back more often because they'd be like i gotta figure out what that was about yeah just leave, just breathe no message besides that call me back <laughs> I, I think the fear would lead them to needing to call you back yep. that's because, what i'm saying you know, if, like if a bill collector called me and they sound like like darth vader like, i'm calling them back as soon as i can I, i'm calling yeah. because i'm pretty sure they're already in the house yeah <laughs> Like, especially at night, like, I'll just do nighttime recruitment calls. It'll be, like, midnight, and I'm just, <sighs> But, yeah, all right. Well, Cornell, thank you so much. We see that we've we've hit our time limit with you uh, for you to grace us. And much appreciated. Yeah, we, we appreciate you so much coming on here. It's, we've missed you see, on campus, and uh, hopefully, like, anybody listening is ready to, like, get involved, whether it be with BSU or just seeking you out, too, for help with as an advisor and uh, role model and just someone great on campus that further helps our students. We we appreciate you. Oh, thank you guys so much for everything you do. You do as well. I think this podcast is a really cool idea, and, and I'm sure that you guys get a lot of great feedback. So uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing you guys on campus at some point. And if you have any questions about the podcast, don't ask us. Don't ask us. We will RBC you (laughs) next time. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Nice.